If you're a physician who wants more autonomy in how you practice or fulfillment in your life, you're in the right place. This is the Change Physician Podcast, where our guests reveal how you can learn the mindsets, skills, and strategies to create the life you want without selling out your morals or values. But before we begin, I want to remind you of the free book giveaways, guides, and other physician resources available to you at thechangephysician.com. This is the Change Physician, episode 236. Welcome back to The Change Physician. I am Melissa Cady, the Challenge Doctor, with my co-host, Dr. Kevin Kakaro, to bring you our thoughts about our recent episode with the Caterleys, Caterleys. Um, which they were returning guests, and they were speaking about their fifth edition of The Adventurer's Guide to Early Retirement, A New Perspective, and it is so densely packed. Kevin, I couldn't believe it. I didn't realize it at first until I started diving in, and I'm just thinking, I I need to really take some time with this. This has so many inspiring and uh, informative pieces of information. Um, You feel the same? Yes. Yes. There's our deep dive. Now, <laughs> <That's our deep laughs> <five. laughs> no, I mean, your, what are your first thoughts? Well, the, the first thoughts, I, I, and I, I keep reiterating this, and there's a reason that I keep reiterating this. I did it in the first episode with the Caterleys. I did it in the last episode of the Caterleys. These are people who have done this for, um, they're in their fourth decade, 30 something plus mm. years of doing this since 1991, right? And there is something to be said for those who have done and done for decades. They walk the talk. You, they they walk the talk well. And to also put it in a perspective of they started this journey before really internet, before all the stuff that we have. And, and I bring this up because there's there's so many early retirement financial independent blogs and blah, blah, blah. And we talk about it on this podcast and everything else. Um, but there's also kind of in the same way as in this online business space that we've talked about where there's people who fund, you know, their business is teaching people how to, you know, they make money online by teaching people how to make money online, right? And if they, if you don't buy their stuff, then they wouldn't have an income, right? And 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 it's the same way. There's a lot of early retirement blogs that, um, not all of them, but there's some that that that's the income from the blog about early retirement that's funding their early retirement, and so the, it creates almost a false picture here because the decisions that they make the way that they apply things in the future are never going to be the same as somebody who doesn't have that uh, additional revenue stream, I guess is the way to say it. And I'm not, there's some great information out there for sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm not negating it, but you always want to have information from multiple sources. So if you go to the Caterleys and their primary income, so they do have this book. I don't think they make a ton of money off this thing unless hopefully people go out and buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're probably has been even living off their portfolio since 1991. And it's just, um, it's astounding in the way that they live and the, and the flexibility that they have. And, um, you know, I, I, I do think there's a mental component to not only financial independence, but kind of this transitioning into, um, a a non-employee aspect that is, that gets neglected oftentimes. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's the, the, and their book goes into the mental aspects quite a bit, like what happens when you transition into retirement and what are your neighbors going to say? And what's your family going to say? And people think, well, that doesn't make a difference. Well, it's going to make a difference. I mean, it, it, it does, 
So what are you going to do or how are you going to recognize that? And, and, and how are you planning other than, than being so tracked into, it has to be this X dollar amount and da, 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 da. And, and then when I cross that bridge is then I'm going to start actually looking at the destination I ended up at. So a lot of good information in there, a lot of good information. Yeah. I was and just to give, you know, the listeners an idea of kind of the breadth of, of what they cover is, you know, first of all, you know, kind of like the whole, the whole beginning to give that story, but, um, you know, the technical aspects, the mental aspects of, um, you know, flexibility, being comfortable with, you know, a little bit of adventure and not knowing, I guess, being comfortable with a little bit of uncertainty. Um, they go through, you know, even how they, I mean, we always look at expenses. I mean, you can, you can make a ton of money, but if you're spending it all and never saving, I mean, obviously there's got to be the ins and outs of your money are very important. So, you know, housing being the biggest one that they mentioned in the episode um, and even how they do food, talking about travel and transport, um, talking about how to track your spending, um, you know, how much is enough uh, to retire these, these 4% withdrawal. They talk about that um, issue. Um, and how do you want to spend your money affording your lifestyle talking about uh you know just like rv lifestyle i mean they there's so many different angles that they talk about this and even retirement and medical expense that was a big interesting issue we talked about uh, being in another country um and how there is a lot of great care um in other places as much as we want to apparently say that the US has the best healthcare um sometimes the care part of the healthcare is not um always uh, pristine but um much more personalized um i'd love hearing that uh, especially there in mexico and so there's there's a cultural difference um but even in other countries they found that they had um a much easier experience um getting taken care of and at a much lower cost. So, um, which, you know, personally, if I consider myself going somewhere else, um, you know, I use cost sharing. I don't use traditional insurance um, at this point in my life. And, you know, you think about if I go somewhere else, <laughs> I can't even use that cost sharing. Um, if you're not in that country, those are things I just sent um, questions about. I mean, these are little things you need to know. Um, but on that point about information and knowing I think it's really clear from talking to them that you, and I mean, I think there are people out there that feel like they need to know everything before they jump, but I think it's very clear that they knew enough before they jumped, but there's also a lot of learning that goes on along the way as they've already fleed from their apparently secure um, location or, or their lives that they had before. Um, so I just, I really love, um, I think I'm inspired not only for the fact that they've done it and they continue to do it, but their attitude and their, um, their vigor for life and their curiosity. And, um, there's a part of me it speaks to. And so I, I, I really enjoy talking to them every time we have spoken with them. So yeah. there you go. Well, and I'll, so the number one takeaway from that particular interview that I got mm -hmm. was flexibility. Mm -hmm. And, and, there, you know, we have these recurring themes that come back up on this podcast over and over again, there's awareness, there's flexibility, being comfortable with uncertainty, and, you know, and, 
and those themes almost seem universal. Like I, I kind of almost like we should write down this doctrine of themes of life because the same things that, that allow you to kind of survive and thrive in your career and being, and kind of taking charge of your life, it's the exact same things just applied slightly different. Right. Yes. Um, and the, you know, the whole idea of knowing what your expenses are. I mean, it's your expenses that basically rule you. So if you're going to have a lot of expenses, you're going to be tied down. If you're going to have a lot of expenses, when you are transitioning into financial, you know, retirement or financial independence is going to change everything, but the more flexible you are, the more options you have. And, it, it, it that spoke to me because there's so many people and and we all fall into it i definitely fall into that it, it where, where we get very comfortable or where there's this don't know enough or what if what if what if what if what if um but ultimately is just recognizing that that being flexible with what your needs and wants are you know being able to clearly define what a need is to you and what a want is and not messing those up and recognizing that there's needs, but the wants, there's a huge range in there mm -hmm. that provides so much power and flexibility. And, um, and then a lot of the things that we think we need to be worried about, we don't necessarily need to worry about my family. We're dealing with some assisted living situations. Um, I am not a fan of our U S healthcare system. I think anybody who thinks this is the best system in the world <laughs> is crazy. I mean, yeah. like it, it's absence to data. Um, they're probably not accessing it um, in a way that the most people are, uh, for, you know, and I, I brought that up because I've actually read people like, Oh my God, you need to save an extra million dollars for assisted living expenses, which is insane because, um, yeah, assisted living is expensive, but I'm not super, uh, the, you would not believe what the crap some of these places do. Um, in the way they jack it up, like jack up prices by doing just nothing that benefits the end user. Like it's all about this artificial inflation of of spend. Uh, speaking to you, those pharmacy managers out there who in, they got contracts with. Um, <laughs> so knowing that there's options out there, and then and then being able to think, well, okay, well, if what would I want? You know, if I can do assisted living or better medical care in a different country that perhaps has a better attitude as a fraction. And maybe they don't have all the brand newest, greatest, greatest in quotes, because most of the new drugs out aren't necessarily any better than the old drugs. Um, why wouldn't you do it? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it just, it, it just, it, 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 it's just mind blowing. And then to think, well, okay, well, if you move to a different country and then doing a geo arbitrage, like the biggest thing, the other, the other big thing for me was the discussion on the brief discussion we had on drawdown. So there's a couple of things that I haven't understood very well, or just doesn't seem to make sense with me when it comes to retirement savings and particularly in your retirement accounts. And one of them is this idea about bonds and um, where there, there's this kind of arbitrary rule where you take your age minus a hundred and that's the percentage that you should have in stocks. Like, so if you're Eight, 20 years old, you're supposed to have 20% in bonds and 80% in stocks. That's a huge percentage in bonds and bonds don't tend to grow as much. So we've always been hundred percent in stocks. And, um, and the other one that they, that we did, that this financial thing is this idea about, you know, if with the 4% rule where you're taking with 4% of your portfolio and you can be able to sustain that. And there's a lot of data on that, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, but also this idea where it's a very fixed idea of spending. And I've been thinking more about really when you transition into retirement, it's still, it's the same rule that you have growing, of living anyway, is spend less than you earn. Mm-hmm. And the, the um, spend less than you earn. And then the other part is that there's some, there's some spending strategies that look at, well, you can spend more when you're younger and retired because what's going to happen is your, your spending is going to drop when you're older. Well, that does a bunch of us assuming a lot of things, like maybe you don't need an additional care, maybe you don't have any other medical expenses. And then you're depleting your, your portfolio up front when rather than the end. Hmm. So and then you're looking at bear markets and stuff. And so, you know, this idea of, well, okay, well, why don't when you first transition is to trial kind of the the lifestyle that Billy and, and Acacia have, where you go out and you live in these really interesting countries for extended periods of time yep. and drop your expenses. Yeah. You know, you can have awesome experience, but all of a sudden your, your fixed expenses drop, man. And then your drawdown from your portfolio significantly is less, which allows your portfolio to grow. And that can change the whole projection of, of what your portfolio is. Right. Because if you were planning on retirement of living on a hundred thousand, you know, I forgot what the fat fire definition is, hundred, hundred thousand, twenty thousand, whatever it is. But all of a sudden you you now move and you're spending sixty thousand a year and allowing your portfolio to kind of compensate for that. Now your options are completely opened up. Like, cause you've identified that you can live overseas, that you can, um, tolerate a different environment that you are dealing with the uncertainties there. I would expect that you're potentially thriving as long as you're a flexible individual and you're not fixated on, you know, the only the American way to do things you're allowing your portfolio to grow. So there's just, there's so many cool opportunities with that. Um, that is definitely obviously interesting for me, cause I'm going to be we're in that kind of final planning phases and all this stuff, but um, it, it's just nice to have people that have done it. Because <laughs> yeah. I am definitely a thinker, man. I will think, 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 and overthink and get more information. And I'm, I'm much more of the prone to analysis by paralysis. And so having kind of examples and models of of people who have done it is super inspiring to me. And just oh, keeps yeah. putting that idea of, I think when we finally do the, when we transition out, I'm, I'm like, we should live, three months here, three months there, three months there, and three months there, do a whole year of it and just kind of do the experience and then see, yeah. see what happens from that. Yeah. And something to the novelty and something new to look forward to, or just learning to adapt. I don't know. There's just that, that thrill of, of uh, adventure that comes with that kind of, of living too. Um, you know, it just made me think, you know, in general, I know I said they're inspiring, but they not only walk the talk, but it, it's, it's, it really makes any listener that listens to their story makes them really question maybe the box they're living in. Like, well, I never really thought I could do something like that. You know, I think they really kind of poise a situation where you actually start thinking about your own life mm-hmm. and like what you want out of it. And, and because I think so many of us are just kind of indoctrinated into this way of living, you know, grow up, go get a degree, get married, have kids, do this, put all your money away in retirement. And then, and then this whole thing about putting tons of money in for, you know, yeah, long, you know, that for uh long-term care and, and all these other things that are, or just your medical expenses is so astronomically high that they just make you flip that whole thing on its head and say, 
why not just keep your expenses low by going somewhere else? <laughs> I, I think it's, it's a very good question. So I, yeah. I like to try to find the answer. Well, I think the, most of, most of the, the, I don't know, the powers that be is interested in keeping you scared and compliant. Like, yes. I, I don't think there's some shadowy cabal that's doing that or whether, but no. just from a business standpoint, there's a lot of industries that like to make things super sound, super complex, make it super difficult or make it seem like it's super difficult. Like you need Artif them. <laughs> like artificially in and, and the financial services, is the worst of the bunch, Yeah, you know, where they're, um, I mean, I used to save some of the ads that they had, like, oh my God, you're going to need $6 billion in retirement for your, just to cover your health care. So save more and invest with us. Yeah. You're going to need this, this, and that's the other thing. And so, you know, you got to kind of cut through what's the actual truth and what actually is the fear that's designed to control you. Yeah. And, um, and so these particular, you know, we're talking about like early retirement or, um, and I don't know if you can get much, I guess you could get earlier than 38, but not, it's kind of hard to do much earlier than that. Uh, but it's just the idea of, of again, being flexible because most of us out there and certainly the physicians that I have talked to in the past and having been one myself, uh, you know, a lot of the chains that we create are self-imposed. Mm -hmm. This is because we're not really, we, we can, again, we're confusing wants and needs. And then we think we can't because we're not, we ha aren't open to the options. Yeah. You know, most, you know, there's so many people are like, oh, I, like, <laughs> I think we talked about this in an episode and they're like, I can't do this and I'm stuck and I have 6 billion in student loans and I hate my life and I hate medicine and I want to leave, but I can't blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh, da, da. then as soon as you start, well, what, why don't you um, move? Well, I can't move. I have to have my kids in private school. And I, well, why don't you sell your house and move in a smaller one? I can't, I need to have a 6,000 square foot house. So what about a new car? No, I can only drive my new um, Nissan Armada that's 65, you know, thousand pounds and fits two people. People. Well, why can't you get a used minivan? Oh my God, I can't drive a minivan. That's that you can't drive a I mean, it's they and they create these artificial constraints. Yes. And the the difference is is once you recognize that those are artificial restraints and they're active choices, you may still make the same choices, but the stress is different because yeah. not and now it's not this perception of haves, but perception of I choose to. Right. And as and as little as that sounds, that makes a huge impact on your physical and mental health because now you always have the choice as well. If I wanted to do something different, I could. I'd have to make maybe some sacrifices or not, or I have to choose these new things or not. And um I, I know. And, and so the more that we can hopefully expose you guys to these ideas of of geo arbitrage of what you what you need to live on versus what you want to live on the, the idea that healthcare in other countries isn't as scary as everybody wants you to think um the idea of, of perhaps aging in place and in a, in a different you know in a different place rather than in our fixed facilities here uh and it's just hopefully giving people options because it certainly makes I think I have somewhat of an open mind. And every time I talk to, you know, definitely when I talk to the caterers and other people, I'm just like blown about, man, I have so many more options that I can, because there's so many things I could potentially do. And yeah. it's, it's exciting. It's super exciting. Yeah. Well, my, my last thought is we talked about golden handcuffs a lot and how we strap ourselves. Um, and you talk about a lot of these things we do to ourselves are self-inflicted. I feel like we, we actually have a way to put handcuffs on ourselves 
we just don't want to admit we have the key for them. And um, if we're willing to accept the fact the key is sitting right in front of you <laughs> and not be in denial, you can unlock that and not be handcuffed in the way you think you are forced to be. So definitely a different uh, perspective shift. Um, and I think the caterlies help provide that for us so that we actually can create what they have if we're willing to step out. And like they said, not step in a rut um, you know, how, how did it go is what's the difference between a rut, rut and a grave? Yeah. What's the difference between a rut and a grave and feet? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <I> mean, feet. <laughs> how many feet, how many feet is there is, is the rut, you know, and I like that. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. That is so true. Um, so don't build but, too deep of a rut there. <laughs> yeah. I got to step out of it. I did. So the, one of the yeah. other cool things I really liked about that, um, that interview was, did I mention this already was, was the idea of, getting comfortable with uncomfortableness, yeah. right? So Noah Kagan, who's actually in a, he's an entrepreneur in your yes. neck of the woods. Uh -huh. And he has a great thing he used to call the coffee challenge. He probably still does. And it's, and the whole point of it is just to be comfortable doing uncomfortable things. Mm -hmm. The coffee challenge challenges around sales, because what you would do is you go and you get your coffee. And then as soon as you get in your coffee, you say, Hey, can I have 10% off? That's it. Nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the whole act is because they're probably going to reject you, but they may not. And so in this getting used to asking for things that you're not comfortable doing, yes. having done the, conf the coffee challenge, I will tell you, it is extraordinarily uncomfortable, but it is also <laughs> very positive because you get done with it and you're like, what was the worst thing? Part. They said, no, you know, right. a lot of times like, why? And you're just like, you know, because it's my birthday or, you know, I, if it wasn't your birthday, because it's Tuesday, that's the, that's the way, to, you know, just yeah. do these random things. Um, but when, when uh, Acacia was talking about, you know, adding an element to get out of your rut. So little small steps to allow yourself to get used to change are really powerful. Mm -hmm. I am so into small steps like these little baby step interventions that you can do on a, on a consistent basis in order to kind of promote the mindset. So where she was like, if you order the same thing off a menu, order something different, right? That's an easy way to change. I, I love the different clothes thing. Like, you know, wear something you don't normally wear right? a hat or, or, or whatever. I mean, it's, it's these little teeny things. And then all you're doing is kind of chip away this little crust that we have that keeps you from doing things to that thinks that everything is super scary. Um, okay. is a great flexibility exercise. Like a, it's a great flexibility exercise. So I'm actually, when we get done with this, this podcast, I'm thinking I'm going to try to write down some exercises to, to kind of incorporate into my habitual routines <laughs> so, nice. so that my grooves actually have little pops in them. So we're popping out of those grooves. Yeah. No, we don't want Kevin in a rut. No, Kevin. Well, there's good ruts and <laughs> good ruts and it, bad ruts. Well, because there's there's your habits that you want to have and maintain. Habit is a super powerful force, but it can also be definitely a a force that keeps you constrained, particularly in negative ways. And so, um, use habit for the things that are the foundations that you absolutely positively have to have, and then build habits of uncertainty to pop you off to keep you fresh. And so I got to push some habits of uncertainty in there. Yeah. Well, the, the habit of constant change helps build resilience, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. adaptability, flexibility yeah. back to yeah. the caterers. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Well, why don't you take us out? Okay. Well, thank you all for joining us for this episode of the change Physician podcast. Again, if you are interested in uh, reading more of the caterers book, 
It is the Adventures Adventurer's Guide to Early Retirement, a new perspective, the fifth edition. Um, oh man, we're gonna have it on the end of the podcast here. We'll have it linked as their actual website, which I can't remember off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you do get on their email this as well, they mail it once a week. Yeah, they're awesome people and they're short little kind of inspiring little uh, uh, emails that they put in with some pictures of some really beautiful places if you're interested in that. And as always, if you want to join the community here, you go to the changephysician.com where you can join whether you're a physician or a physician ally. And until next time, stay well. Take care. Thank you for joining us today on the Change Physician Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please let us know by going to thechangephysician.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out the free book giveaways, guides, and other physician resources available to you simply by joining the community at thechangephysician.com.